Support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from our friends at Bold Apps. If you've ever tried to add a product to your Shopify store with more than 100 total combinations of variants, you know what happens. You can't. Fortunately, Bold has a solution. The number one options app on Shopify is Bold Apps product options. It lets you create unlimited and sophisticated options and then save them to a library and assign them to one or 10,000 products with just one click. It even lets you bulk update those options just as easily. So, for example, you could add file uploads, text fields, text areas, date pickers, multi-selects, radio buttons, checkboxes, multi-checkboxes, and more. You can even set options to be required or not, add tooltips, basically everything that the customer needs to have a great user experience. It even has conditional logic, so you can show or hide options based off selections. If you want to try product options for free for two months, just go to ecommerce-bootcamp.com bold to get started today. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You know the benefit of SEO. The higher you rank in search engines, the more visitors your store will have. And more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do that? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines. And it's trusted by thousands of Shopify stores. It leads the market in both innovation and usability. And it's no wonder. SEO Manager adds an entire suite of tools to help attract new customers by fully optimizing your store. So here's a few of my favorites. It scans your site for SEO issues, offers keyword suggestions, adds structured data support, analyzes missing pages and redirects, and it even integrates with Kit, Shopify's personal marketing assistant. And that's not all. It does a whole bunch of more stuff. All of these things will help you to be easily found in Google and other search engines. And best of all, it's easy to get started. You can launch SEO Manager on your store in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Plus, as a special offer to our listeners, you can get SEO Manager right now for 10% off forever. Sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's seomanager.com unofficial. Recording from EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago, this is the unofficial Shopify podcast, and I'm your host, Kurt Elster. And today, we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is automation. So in the past, we've talked about uh, we've talked about marketing automation. You know, oftentimes, I bring up Klaviyo as this, this platform I really love. But is it Klaviyo I love specifically, or the, the automation, the tools it provides? It is just best in class at doing automation, and that's why we love it. Um, and there's lots of tools like that that I feel that way about, where it's like, I love this thing, but really it's because I, I love how well it performs at automating tasks. And this, you know, falls into all kinds of categories. Like if you have been to my house, I, whatever shiny toy that provides automation, I will have it. I got, I've spent way too much with, with Nest and I've got, you know, Alexa and, and all that good stuff. It's fun. Um, but in my own business, we have largely built, um, from over the last probably four years, I have invested so much into marketing automation and it has been tremendously valuable and helpful. I have seen it grow my own business. I've seen it help get the right message to the right person at the right time. I've seen it help save me a ton of time, um, help me be more efficient and, you know, live that, that quintessential entrepreneurial dream where it's, you know, you're on the beach doing whatever. And meanwhile, automation is taking over and, and selling your stuff for you. I love automation is my point because in the case of business, you can add a lot of uh, productivity um, and convenience to your own business. Well, who doesn't want that? I mean, those are both fantastic, and both of those are going to lead to higher revenues or higher effective hourly rates for yourself. So that's why I was incredibly excited last year at the Shopify Unite conference when, of the many, many features they announced, one was Shopify Flow. And Shopify Flow at the time sounded like, oh my gosh, they're adding automation to the back end of Shopify. I didn't even have the details, and I was already excited about it. Um, so <laughs> joining me to discuss it, we're going to do a two-part episode today. We are going to talk to the man behind it, David Mullenkamp, who is the director of product at Shopify Plus. And then right after that same episode, we are going to jump into talking to a merchant who has been using Shopify Flow um, and see what their experience has been like. And so that they could speak freely, we'll do those two interviews separately and then edit them together with the magic of, of radio. Anyway, uh, so joining me right now is, is David Mullenkamp. He's the director of product at Shopify Plus. 
They're focused on solve problems of Shopify's highest volume merchants. And prior to joining Shopify, he worked at BlackBerry and helped build mobile device management solutions. Very cool. David, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kurt. Really excited to be here. I love uh, sort of, you know, noodling over this with somebody who is as fond of automation as I am. I think you would probably love a visit to my house as well, because I think I have every automation gadget possible. And, you know, I've been following the dream of the smart home for many years now as well. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then, you know, what's funny about it is like with automation, well, most, I've seen this more with home automation, but automation in general, like the more tools you tack together, it becomes all the more amazing when it works. And then when it yeah. doesn't, it's so frustrating. And that's where, you know, in the past, adding automation to Shopify meant tacking on other tools. And that's one of the things that's exciting about this is it is native to the platform. So you don't end up with that, that complexity problem. But let's, let's back up. Let's take the, the hundred foot view here. What is e-commerce automation? How do you define it? Yeah. So, you know, we really see e-commerce automation as a series of, you know, um, processes, tools, and technologies that basically enhances what you can already do with your Shopify store um, by giving you the building blocks to do more with less. Um, it's, you know, been said time and time again, um, and uh, apologies for the pun there, but, um, you know, the most precious thing we all have as entrepreneurs or in our daily lives is time. It's a finite thing that we can't get more of, right? Yet the strange thing is, is that we constantly, um, it's probably the thing we're willing to give up the most, right? And we're the least precious with when somebody comes and asks us for some, um, and really, you know, when those type of things happen and in the busy lives of a merchant or the busy lives of running a business, what we find is, is that when we talk to people, they tell us a lot about how they're spending their time on urgent items versus the really important items that they need to get done on the day. So, so I, I see this too with, with entrepreneurs is they, um, they jump from, you know, every, it starts to become knee jerk where they jump from fire to fire instead of being able to like sit down and be mindful and calmly prioritize like, Hey, here's the three things I want to get done today and get those done because they've got all these other pressing quick, but essentially short uh, decisions that they're trying to get to that they have to make. Um, but continue. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And, and probably the worst effects of that is really the context switching that happens. So when you're, you're deep in your mind and trying to understand a strategy thing or working through some business and marketing aspects and you have to be pulled away to all of a sudden deal with really task driven things that, um, you know, otherwise need to be done quickly, but aren't necessarily as important to the long scale term of the business. Um, it really can have a detrimental effect. And so, you know, we think of here at Shopify is, is how can we give a bunch of tools and process and some of all the learnings that we have here about this to our merchant in the form of, you know, powerful tools and software right embedded into Shopify and Shopify Plus so that our merchants can spend more time on growing their business and less time on the urgent things that really take their context and time. No, that, that's perfect. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think what, uh, what you end up seeing is, is, as you start in your business, you're a hustling entrepreneur and you've got more time and less commitments and obligations. And it is easier to jump to those, those tasks and get them done. But then as you grow, you know, a, a shift starts to happen where you're going from hustling entrepreneur to business owner. And as you get into that business owner role, now suddenly it, it doesn't make sense for you to be doing a lot of these tasks, but it also may not make sense, um, to necessarily like be hiring out for various tasks. And that's where I think um, automation provides this tremendous overlap between those those two spaces. Um, so, what did we define e-commerce automation, or did we I, we? I think we've certainly made the case for it, but I still don't have a clear idea of like concisely what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, e-commerce automation is you know a technology process that really enhances you know, our merchants' interactions with the building blocks of their business. And it gives them the power to do more with less, right? It helps them scale. Is it as simple as if I see um, being able to create events with automation in which we, we treat things in a if this, then that scenario? So like if X thing happens, let's say normally would trigger an email, then then I would have to do something. I would have to do that, whatever the task is. Now we're able to, for not all, but some of those, we're able to go like, if this event happens, then now Shopify handles it for me. 
Yeah, I think in the forums that you see today, um, that's exactly what it is, right? So something happens and otherwise a decision would normally need to be made and a, ta uh, a task or an action would happen as an outcome of that. It's something that we can automate. But, you know, there's a whole host of technologies and things in the future that really fall into this category as well. So not just, you know, event-driven systems that are deterministic, but systems that eventually, you know, are able to automate things based on their own understanding of how your business runs. So, you know, you can think of a lot of the personalization technologies and things like that that exist out there as really being something that helps merchants actually do things when they don't need to be there. So I think the category of e-commerce automation is incredibly broad, right? Um, and what we're just seeing now is really the, the first steps uh, towards a world where we really, really are saving time and helping, you know, merchants focus on the things that matter most to them. Yeah, certainly there's, there's a trickle down effect, you know, five to 10 years ago, marketing automation existed online, but it was this extraordinarily uh, expensive arcane thing if you wanted to implement it in your own business. And then as those tools advanced, simpler uh, tools came out and things started to get uh, democratized where it was you know, much, much more accessible to get into automation. I think like if we yeah. think of something like Siri and Amazon uh, Alexa, those things are examples of, of this, you know, the extreme end of this very bright automation um, versus what we're, we're getting into now. Um, but I think you're right over time, it will evolve, it will advance. And it sounds like you're talking about, Hey, get into automation now, get into uh, e-commerce automation now, because eventually we're going to, you know, you're going to start seeing things like AI added on top of it, where decision is happening without you, um, to your benefit. Yeah. I mean, exactly kind of a long-term right. vision there. Yeah, 100% correct, right? So, I mean, automation is so hugely important, but there's so many things that we can do to layer on top of that and make it even better and stronger and more powerful for our users so that um, automation really becomes less of something that's just task driven, but like literally like having another, you know, um, person on your team sitting beside you, helping you do and make decisions in your daily business. That's kind of how I view yeah, that's how, yeah, that's how I would look at viewing it. Um, certainly how you want to view, um, automation now, I, I think of like as a virtual assistant, you know, where it's someone who is partly involved. All right. So I've, I've bought in. I, I love, you know, the, the current state of automation. I am enamored with the dream that you paint long term for it, your vision for it. Tell me what is Shopify flow? Where does it fit in? Yeah. So Shopify Flow is a technology we've been working on for some time, and it actually was born out of the idea of Shopify scripts. So um, when we had, were first starting to work with Shopify scripts, we realized the immense power of being able to code sort of this logic and then have it run automatically at the right time in a buyer's journey. But one of the things we realized while we were doing it was is that um, it required a certain level of skill. To actually do that. So you needed to be a developer to really be able to write, go in, you need to be able to write Ruby code. And what we wanted to do was start to bring many of the benefits that we saw with scripts to a merchant in a workflow editor. So basically what that meant was is that um, we wanted to provide them a platform, an automation platform, so to speak, that allows any merchant to easily automate tasks so that they can focus on doing other things that really delight their customers. And so we wanted to make sure that what we built was something that the average merchant could use without necessarily having to go invest in um, a development team, either inside or outside the company. Now, we think it'll be incredibly powerful for partners and for developers to also take and leverage that um, as they're working with our merchants. But we really wanted to put some of that power of giving people automation back in their hands. You're right. We've had... Um... I really like scripts, but the downside to Shopify scripts, like functionally for a store owner, it is often used as a, a great way to add um, discounts to a store without having to use coupon codes. So I describe it as like, you know, it's coupon codeless discounts. Um, so like, you know, add these items to cart and you get one for free, that kind of thing. Or you get one half off, that kind of thing. But functionally, from a technical standpoint, it is really, uh, it, it you can run you know, super, I'll uh, say like super basic custom private apps because you've got a, some Rails code you can execute. So it requires, you're right, and, you know, short of just copying and pasting some things, um, some, some, uh, some Ruby code that you find online. There's some good examples out there. Um, yeah. You have to know, you have to know how to develop it. 
uh, flow looks has a um, this like visual workflow editor, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, so it, it takes a different tack to the approach, right? So um, what it does is try to speak to people in, in sort of like a visual way so that they can think and parse through their workflows and actually draw them on the screen and see how they're going to react and be able to test them, but not need to know the nitty gritty behind um, what is actually running that. And so, you know, scripts will always have um, a place for those who really want to do some some crazy advanced things. But as Flow itself builds out its capabilities and it builds out the set of actions and triggers and thing and events that it can respond to, more and more merchants will be able to do incredibly complex things that otherwise weren't really in the realm of possibility for them, uh, simply because of the barrier that existed from a development perspective. All right. So tell me. Um... Well, let's get into an example. Give me, um, give me an example work case or solution that, that Flow could solve. Yeah. So there's a, a number of really interesting things that we've seen um, our merchants already doing with them. You know, one a great example that we see and probably the most important event sort of in the e-commerce lifecycle is you get an order. And so we see a ton of automation through Flow happening around the order management process. Uh, a really great example of this is we have merchants doing things where they may be selling products online that are more custom, right? Or they have, so they need some custom design elements done to them. And what Flow is actually able to do is, is when that order comes through, it's able to inspect all the line items on the order, determine if there's anything that, you know, needs to be sent to a specific department, like a design department based on the SKU that's actually associated. And then it's able to automate the reach out to that uh, design team, provide them with the details of the order and the link back so that their workflow doesn't have to be something where they're constantly looking or checking for the admin every once in a while to make sure the orders come in. Um, but they're able to customize who they notify, how they're notified, when they're notified, and what's given to them in that aspect of the process. So it really, now that's not something traditionally that you would want to build into a commerce platform because it's different from merchant to merchant. That workflow specifically um, is really good for me, but it's probably not really great for the guy beside me. So uh, Flow lets that merchant do something that otherwise they wouldn't necessarily be able to do because they can tailor it to specifically how they run their operations. So uh, out of the box, does Flow come with any, um, like do I have to build out the workflows? Does it come with example workflows to start, I could start with? Yeah, so today, um, you know, Flow comes with a set of examples in the documents of things like that and that you can build. Um, but what we're really excited with in the coming months is looking at ways to add and, you know, really inspire people with the type of things they can do with business by looking at out-of-box flows or flows that other people like your business have actually implemented where you can easily copy, click on them and just put them into practice, right? So um, there's lots of examples, like I said, in our documentation of things you can take advantage of right now, um, but we're really excited about some of the things we've got planned to actually help spur some of that inspiration and get people up and going really, really, really quickly. At Unite, the example they gave was um, being able to tag orders as risky or cancel orders altogether based on specific risk conditions. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's the cool thing about Flow in my mind, really, is that um, it's not just one use case. So at Unite, one of the flows that you, you gave an example of that we showed there was really how to handle situations with fraud. So when uh, an order came in and the order sort of risk calculation had been completed, automating what actually took place specifically in those conditions. So if it was a low risk order, let's just capture the payment right away. If it's medium risk, let's send it to a team to investigate. But if it's high risk, let's just cancel the order right away because we don't actually want to get involved in managing those because we know, you know, those are orders that I actually don't want to process. Um, but again, the really cool thing is, is that I can completely change that or tweak it based on my business. So if for me, I don't want to outright cancel help, high risk orders and I want to send those for review as well, I can do that. You know, um, I don't have to be sort of locked down to one specific way of doing things if it's not right for me in my business. So in, I, I love that idea. And it's such a great example. That one it works as such a great example of like a incredibly important but low value job to be done. And so you've got the orders come in, we want to fulfill them. But if we're fulfilling these high risk orders, now we've got chargebacks and fraud and potentially you know, it creates other headaches and problems for us. 
where in the past, you know, they're really someone had to review them and make a decision. Now we've we've created a system where I'm going to define what level of risk I'm comfortable with and then automate the, all right, no risk, send it off, high risk, cancel it, and in the middle, all right, let me review that and maybe I can call the, the customer and make a decision there. But what is, um, within Flow, what does that look like? So since we can't, you know, there's no way to, to show it, it's not a screencast, um, like, Talk me through briefly, like high level, what creating a, a flow like that would look like. Yeah, so it's actually um, remarkably simple. It's really a three-step process to create a flow like that. So the first thing you would do would be to define the event that occurred. So in this case, uh, you would you would source and look through um, the you know the the UI, and you would find an event that said order risk analysis complete. Right. And you would say, OK, I want something to happen when that event occurs. And then the next thing that you get is what we call a condition. And so you would add a simple condition there that says when the order risk level is equal to low. Right. Um, and then from there, you simply add an action that happens when that occurred. So in this case, you would say capture payment. Right. Or uh, add order note or notify you know, me. So it's really all the building blocks. That's the amazing thing about Flow is, is that you can create these incredibly complex automation things with really three very, very simple building blocks, um, events, conditions, and actions. Um, and those, those three things combined allow you to do some really incredible, powerful things. So, it's a, or, so the, the event is the thing that happens that triggers this. And then the condition, it sounds like those are filters for that event. Um, and then the action is the result, what I tell it to go do, right? I get that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's exactly correct. Uh, so of these, of these examples of how you've played with it, you've seen people using it. Do you have a favorite, uh, workflow? Do I have a favorite workflow? So the risk one is high on my list. Yeah, um, I think that one's you know, very cool, see, very convenient. You know, um, it, it, it's, it's been super powerful. And I think that's probably one of the most common ones that we see being used. Um, I've seen some people start to do some. So this, the, the most amazing thing about building any product is really getting to watch how people use it. Um, and they do it in such unexpected ways that right. you could never dream of. So how you envision, even that, with, you know, when we do heat mapping, we always say, listen, like there's how we envision your website's going to be used. And then there's how it's actually going to get used. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so um, there's a fascinating example of one of our merchants who's almost driving front end personalization. Um, with flow and how it works. So the way that works is, is what they've done is they, um, when an order comes in, they inspect the order line items and they determine who are the vendors of those line items, what size, uh, what like, you know, what option was actually, so what size of shoe, that type of thing, or what colors are they most interested? And they're tagging the customer objects as they come through with that. And what they've done is they made front end theme changes. So when that customer comes back, to their to their storefront and they're logged in. The front end homepage uh, of the site is is actually responding to the tags that they've seen through past order history and showing them the things that they know they like. Um, things on product pages, you know, actually like defaulting the the pickers to the sizes that they've ordered in the past or automatically filtering out. So, you know. We had sort of dreams that people would do that type of thing, probably years away from now or months. But, you know, it's been pretty incredible to watch just the creativity that people have actually um, found with it that otherwise we had sort of not really dreamed would be in the realm of possibly today. And they've just found ways to make these things work using what we've provided them from those three basic building blocks. So it's, type, it's those type of things that really are like they just they blow your mind when you see them and they they really make you understand just how powerful something like this actually is. So. Walking through that, um, what they've done. So someone, a customer places an order and they create an account. Um, and then based on the items in the products in the order, Flow will tag that customer. Um, we'll just add tags to that customer. This actually describes what kind of customer they are. And then with yep. really sub, you know, some simple, um, just with something as simple as like liquid if statements, um, we can change on the, the homepage of the website or the suggested categories, something like that. We could change which products we show them or maybe, you know, if it's a, a shoe site and they bought women's shoes. Okay. Well, now we could, 
push all the men's stuff to the end and show them the women's stuff first. Um, lots of clever stuff there that really, like, that is tremendous. I'm sure that's tremendous for conversion rate optimization, for increasing customer lifetime value. But it really, the way you've described it um, and the way I think it would be implemented, it's not a ton of development work or extraordinarily complicated. Yeah, exactly. It's not. And, um, you know, the amazing thing is, is prior to this, if you were to imagine trying to do this, um, there'd be a bunch of heavy lifting you'd actually yes. have to do to try to, to, you know, roll something like that yourself as a merchant. I would, but really, you minimum like an- a, there would be a custom private app or yep. there would be some poor person who has to go through every order and start trying to tag <laughs> people. Like either way, yeah. it, it wouldn't be great. Yeah, either way, it, w- it wouldn't be great for you. But, you know, now really what you're doing is, is just working with the development agency, your partner agency, or your own internal development teams if you have that on the front end. And the merchant themselves is saying, here's what I want to categorize and here's the products that I want to, to look up on the back end. Um, and you create these amazing experiences on the front end. And so it's examples like that that really get me sort of incredibly excited about the potential because they're the things we haven't really thought of. You can't see the big smile on my face right now. So I'm like, I'd loved, I'd loved flow when we started this gent truly. I loved it as, Hey, it's a way to get jobs to be done. It's stuff that's Mm -hmm. just, you know, minutia that no one should have to deal with anyway. Flow is going to take a lot of that off your plate. I love it. That's great. That's how I use automation now. But then seeing it as, Hey, it's this tremendous tool in your toolbox, in, you know, in my toolbox with, in our client services that we can use, um, to really add that the segmentation, the way you described it. And we couple, not that long ago, we had a, a gentleman on the show, Brennan Dunn, who's explaining the incredible value proposition of personalization and segmentation on a website. And I was saying, man, like it's a struggle because no one's really doing that in this space. Well, here you have just provided us the tools to do it. And it is going to make some people a ton of money, if I'm honest. And that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, like I said, it's, it's incredibly powerful incredibly exciting um, and the thing that you know probably is most exciting is there's thousands if not hundreds of examples of ways to use it that we haven't thought of seen happen yet um, and it's the community of merchants uh, people like yourselves that are really going to bring it to life um, and help us understand what we need to do with it next right uh, to continue to drive it forward um, but it's, it's all that potential that gets us so excited and sort of the team is, is really, really pumped about it. So if, all right, I, I'm sold on it. Let's say I, I want to start it. I want to get this thing going in my store next week. What do I have to do? How do I get going with this? Yeah. So come Monday, September 18th, uh, any Shopify plus merchant can just go to the Shopify app store, um, and install it on their shop and get going. There's nothing else to it. It's, it's really that easy. Phenomenal. Um, geez. So the the only requirement then is plus. Yeah. Yeah. Only requirement. So today it's um, it's an exclusive feature of being a Shopify Plus merchant. Um, but yeah, that's really it. I mean, other than that, there's no other requirements using it. Um, we manage all the back end aspects of the automation, um, and you just let your imagination run wild. The way you described it, this probably just became the single, single most compelling reason for me to jump to plus. <laughs> oh my God. Like I'm already, I'm, I'm champing at the bit here to get to like start putting together examples to send out like in a newsletter or screencast because it's super cool. Um, yeah. okay. So then if I, if I'm already on plus, um, does it just appear in my dashboard? Is it an app I add? How do I get access to it? Yeah, it's, it's just going to be an app you add. So you'll go to the Shopify app store. Um, just like any app that you would add. Um, you, you'll add it to your store there, have it installed, and it'll show up in the app section where you can actually create, manage um, all of your sort of automations. You'll also see some things coming into the Shopify for Plus Merchants into the Shopify home. So you'll actually see cards um, come Monday that are notifying people and letting them know of its availability. And you can even just click directly on that and have it installed right away without having to go to the app store. Going down a slight rabbit hole here, I just, I want to say I love, we have, We've recently been building Shopify apps. We've got our third coming out soon. Um, I love having access to Polaris as a UI kit and a unified experience. Um, I never thought something so simple as just the cards and the dashboards would be so useful. Like, I didn't think it would be bad, but I really find myself oftentimes being pleasantly surprised by like, oh my gosh, this card is great. That's actually useful info. Um, and what was my other point? No, I forgot. Um, the, what was it? Okay. So if I wanted to learn more about this, where should I go? 
Um, yeah, so you, you, you can go to www.shopify.com slash automation, um, or you can just go straight into the Shopify help docs and you'll actually find all the information about flow there as well. Those are also linked directly from the app. So you'll be able to, um, pull them up and see them real easily. And if I wanted to, can I ping you on Twitter? Love to at any time. <laughs> what is yeah. your, what's your Twitter? Uh, D Molenkamp. D Molenkamp. Got it. And lastly, you have, you, you've got a little bit of a, a platform here. You can, if there's any piece of misinformation about e-commerce or Shopify that you want to, that drives you nuts that you want to correct, you could do it right now. Or if there's something you wish every Shopify store owner would do, this now is your chance. If I had to dispel one misconception and the one I, I hear the most when I talk to merchants, specifically the ones who probably aren't on the Shopify platform yet, is that Shopify is not a customizable thing. It's, it's a platform that, you know, is, is really boxed in and doesn't allow scale as a large merchant. And I, you know, I think that's just completely untrue, right? I think the power of how you can customize the Shopify platform is endless. And products like Shopify Flow um, really take that to an entirely new level um, and really bring, you know, a ton of power that, you know, otherwise, you know, would be, you know, you need a team of developers to access is now going to be available to a whole set of merchants and uh, people who run those businesses to do more with. That I couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm thrilled you brought it up because, yeah, I, I hear that criticism and I'm I'm the first to jump on it and say, no, 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 let me tell you about that. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah David, <laughs> thank you for your time. It, it's been my honor and pleasure. Perfect. Thanks, Kurt. I really enjoyed this. So we just heard from David Mullenkamp about what Shopify Flow is and making the case for e-commerce automation. And I have to be honest, I got so excited about uh when he gave us the, uh, those two examples of how to use flow, you know, especially with personalization and segmentation, I got so excited about it. I have already sent off two messages to two favorite clients saying, Hey, there's this thing. We have to try it. And both said, yeah, all right, go, go for it. Sounds cool. So I'm already, I'm already excited, um, to, to get going and try this thing. But before I get, get too far ahead of myself, joining us to, give us the actual experience with it. You know, we heard from from David Mullenkamp from Shopify. Well, hey, we don't know. Maybe he's biased, right? Um, he's got, got skin in the game. Let's find out from an actual Shopify merchant who has been using Flow, what that experience has been like, what kind of impact it had, etc. So joining us to give us the real scoop is Michelle Frey Tarbox. I hope I said that right, from Shinesty. And Shinesty is helping to banish the world of boring clothes. And Michelle has been with them since September 14 as employee number one and has helped support their growth from launch to $5 million in three years. Oh, my gosh. And she is their their back-end guru. So she's the perfect person to talk about this, uh, certainly. Michelle, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Kurt. And you, those were a lot of tricky words. You almost got them all. My last name is Fry Tarbox. Fry Tarbox. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. I apologize. No worries. It's a tricky one. I get that. Uh, let's see what we get. Okay. So tell, what is, what is Shinesty? What do they sell in their mission to banish boring clothes? <laughs> so that is a hundred percent what we are all about. Shinesty is a lifestyle brand that we started about three years ago that our real mission in life is to be able to have that kind of party attitude and party culture that we all loved so much in college in our real everyday life. Cause that's really where like a lot of the people that work here felt comfortable and had the most fun in, you know, being social and being outgoing, kind of being like the big man on campus or the head of the party. So we want to take that into the future part of our lives by having, you know, like cool clothes to wear in the boardroom or awesome suits or matching skirts and dresses for the ladies to wear to Christmas parties or the 4th of July events or really anything like any kind of party you want to have, we've probably got something to outfit you in. Oh, for sure. And yeah, anyone should check out, um, especially with the holidays come up, coming up, check out Shinesty. Really, uh, really quite extraordinary, cool stuff. Very very flashy, um, and I will I will be the first to admit they sell two suits that I own. Um, this brand Appa suits, but I know they primarily sell their their own private label brand. But really, like wild, outrageous stuff. If you've ever seen my my public speaking outfit is a camo blazer um, that 
makes me both recognizable and if I commit a faux pas, I just jump into the bushes and I'm gone. In the <laughs> <laughs> right, um, but no, it, it it's all just it's fun. It's got um, just this really great attitude. It's a cool site, and I could see um, certainly see where what has drawn people to it. Um, and you've got this really in three years going from from zero to five million is is quite tremendous. Um, and I'm sure you encountered a lot of a lot of problems and issues along the way, just growing pains. Um, so what? Uh, how? Tell me about Flow. So we've you know we've got Shopify Flow here. Um, how long have you been using it? Sure. So we were actually in the beta testing of Flow. So we got a hold of this before anyone else did, which was exciting for us because we were able to offer a lot of feedback to the team as they were developing it. And um, you know, Shopify is really great because it. It's, it's suitable for a lot of different companies. Anyone from us starting out with just three people and now at 35 to like huge companies that are $100 million companies and have you know multiple teams of people working on things. So this flow piece has been really integral in us being able to cut out some of the day-to-day um, and like minutia that just kind of were time sucks for us. And now they're all automated and we're, you know, we're a lot more confident that things are happening the way we want them to and happening consistently. And like, there's nothing ever consistent a day today in China sea. Uh, like we have crazy days all the time. So having this piece kind of just running in the background and knowing that everything our customer is going to see will have that same value every single time is worth its weight in gold. And honestly, probably saves us from hiring another person in the next year. That's yeah. That, that was the impression I got um, talking to talking to David and with automation in general is it, uh, it fulfills this overlap between like tasks that are just, you know, their jobs to be done. There's stuff that requires a person to touch but you don't necessarily want to have to hire a person just to like click a box somewhere, right? Um, so it, it fulfills that overlap um, where you no longer have, there's a lot of stuff you don't have to do and it's going to be more efficient than any person ever could because it is, you know, it, it doesn't sleep. It does, it's instant. Um, so I, I certainly love, love all manners of automation and I, I'm sold on flow. Um, how long you said you were in the beta, you know, it, it as of the airing of this episode, Flow is is live in the App Store yesterday. Um, how long have you been in the beta? How long have you been using it? I think we've had it for about eight weeks now, I want to say, maybe a little bit longer. So how many, uh, now, how many Flows do you have running in Flow, workflows in Flow? It's kind of awkward. We, we have, yeah, right. We have six active ones at the moment and plans for quite a few more. One of the things that we found that Flow really helps with in in terms of not just doing those like day-to-day automated things, but it also really helps us get new people up to speed quite quickly, Um, you know, because we don't have to show them these day-to-day things. They can just skip over that part and go to the places where we really need help. So we're working, um, myself and our merchandising team and our, our tech support guys are working together to, you know, continue to build Flow's that will take, um, you know, just the little things out of the equation so that we can spend more time training new people on, you know, writing copy or making sure that, you know, the pictures look perfect or that we've got all the SEO taken care of, things that can't really be automated that have to have that human touch, um, which is uh, creates way more value for us and for our customer. So, yeah, it sounds like, um, you know, the advantage to flow, the the real working advantage to flow in a, um, in a in the e-commerce business is adding um, a tremendous amount of uh, efficiency which improve like two um, processes stuff where you can automate anything that has like a standard operating procedure hey maybe we can automate all of that or parts of it which is then going to make the entire team more productive make the organization more efficient and then in turn leave you feeling like man I, I'm getting a better um, you know, I feel better. I'm more productive. I've got a better effective hourly rate, perhaps, um, when looking at our, our revenue. Would you agree? Oh yeah, absolutely. It also has really helped us um, be more transparent across the entire organization. How so? We there's every every department from marketing to merchandising to our warehousing. Um, even to all the way up to like our CEO needs to know like what kind of inventory we have in stock and when things are running out. And we've set up a flow 
to specifically like alert us via Slack when things get to a certain level. So then we can check reserves. Our merchandising team can check on reorders, make sure things are coming in on the right time. And then when it goes totally out of stock, um, it notifies our customer service team and notifies our warehouse team to know that like if we see any of those orders go through, that they'll be oversold. We need to reach out to those customers right away um, or that they'll be out of, uh, you know, they'll be out of stock for like a week until the next order comes in. So it's really helped our whole team be a lot more efficient and a lot more knowledgeable about what's available in any like in real time, which is not something we've ever had before. And for the most part, that's always been a question that's been you know thrown on my desk. So I spend a lot of time day to day just looking up numbers and making sure that we've got stuff coming in um, so we can answer customer questions. And a lot of that now has been, you know, it's kind of a self-service piece for our customer service in our warehouse now versus trying to find a manager every time to tell you what's going on. That's interesting that you bring um, the the transparency part and communication part. Um, it's interesting you bring that up because I never thought about that. But when I think about it um, now, you know, looking looking backwards, is you know we've got we've, you know like pro- everybody now we use Slack for team communications, and there's a lot of uh, automation integration stuff I do that just posts into Slack so that the whole team could see it, so they don't have to tell people um, like, hey, this is what's going on here, and no one could point fingers. Just like it, it's in Slack, it got posted. Um, Absolutely, <laughs> having crumbs and paper trails is like business 101. Yeah. So the I did not realize does uh, is this like some customization or does Flow have these native um, third party integrations? It is native. Yeah, we huh. uh, we can set it. Yeah, we had no problem. We had it set up in less than five minutes. It was fantastic, and we uh, can turn it off and on as we needed. Like we recently just went through an upgrade with um, some of our backend software and our ERP. So we had to essentially take all of our inventory out of the old system and put it into the new system. So we were able to easily just with two clicks shut all of those notifications off so that we could empty everything out and reload it, but not get 2,624 <laughs> emails that said, hey, you have zero inventory for all of these items. Yeah, it would be, would be a bit maddening in the team Slack. Um, I would, that brings me to my next question. The credit, you know, in the past, Flow is um, Flow's, uh, sort of like an extension or was, was born out of Shopify scripts. But Shopify scripts, you got to know Rails or you have to know Ruby um, to be able to uh, develop in this thing. Like you said you have to be a developer to use Shopify scripts. Is the While it's powerful, that is an unfortunate truth for many store owners. Is, uh, is Flow easy to use? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. I know just enough about Rails to be wildly dangerous. So I try to avoid it at all costs. And we, um, our IT guy had probably 10 to 12 scripts that he would run daily for workflows just as double checks um, to make sure, you know, things were happening the way they needed to. That's all been automated. Um, you can set up a flow in less than five minutes and you can get in there and mess around with it as often as you want to change things. Uh, you know, it's super responsive. It works really fast and continues to work in real time too. So if something's like really fouled up, you'll see it right away. But if something's not, it just kind of runs in the background and it's not intrusive or like aggressive. It's not pinging you with false readouts um, or crazy reports about anything. Like it just, it's, it's worked really, really well for us and has been, you know, super smooth to implement. And I'm really excited to see what the Shopify team can do um, with other things within the flow Um project because right now it's all very um you know like early creation stuff so creating new products at the very beginning or running on inventory it's still pretty basic but there are some definite like fine-tuned things that they could dig into that would continue to help us increase our efficiency and effectiveness Hmm. so you said you're running six exam you've got six flows you're running now you're planning more um one was this low low stock notification that pops up in slack uh, can you give me examples, other examples, some of the other ones you're running or the ones that you plan to run? Sure. So um, I may, I run the product production team here at Shinesty. So I have to make sure that when a new product is created in the back end, it's consistent across all of the tags for our searches in our on our website. Right. We want to make sure that when you search sunglasses, you see every single pair of sunglasses we have because we want to give you every option available. 
And that's really hard when I've got three or four people doing the tags and it's kind of just a loosey goosey. It was, it was all in Excel before, right? Where we kind of just had this breakdown. You start here. And if this tag is applicable, you add it. And then, you know, and, and it was different. Everybody had a different opinion about what was really applicable. So now I've set it all up where with sunglasses, it will always have an accessory tag, a one size fits all tag, um, you know, tags that make sure if it runs out and we still have it on the website, you can sign up to be notified when it comes back into stock right away. And those are all things that we want to have available, again, to make that customer experience just as great as it can. So now I've got those all set in the back end. So I know it doesn't matter if I put in a product or someone on my team does, or if we just pull someone in off the street to do it, I know those will be on there consistently and correctly every time. Have you done the the one I got really jazzed about, um, and you may not have played with this yet, um, but David was talking about doing setting up essentially personalization and segmentation using Flow, where based on purchases people made, you could tag the customer um, with uh, relevant labels and then change uh, the front end of the website. Maybe like if someone bought, you know, someone say someone bought a blazer, then we could tag them that and then show them, all right, here are featured suits on the site. Have you played with segmentation or personalization? Yeah, we we played with it. It's not something we have running actively, um, but it is absolutely something that we're super interested in. Um, one of the things that we've really like focused on in the last year in terms of just an overall goal for the business is making sure that when we get that customer back a second time, that their experience is even better than the first. So, uh, you know, it's a really great opportunity for us to call out that second time customer or second time order. Um, and if, at the very least, be able to like write a little note to put in their order because it's been tagged via the Shopify flow. Um, or, you know, if it's someone that's consistently buying with us or has hit a certain price point, like we want to make sure those guys are really feeling the luck because they're what's keeping us going, right? So we, we've definitely been playing with it. It's nothing that's been implemented yet. But honestly, uh, totally on the roadmap for Shinesty. Very cool. Yeah, that's why I like immediately got <laughs> like I can think of at least two, two or three people I need to go talk to this about right now. Um, when I heard about doing that personalization and segmentation, but yeah, it's you know again it it's a tool. Um, so it it's very open ended in what you do with it. But hearing these examples, um, really quite expiring expiring in quite inspiring um i'm excited to play with this thing next monday well when this airs it's already but no i'm excited about it i gotta play with this thing yeah it's really great and honestly like you it's so easy to play with it's super intuitive you can it's it's quick to understand you'll catch on very very quickly and again like you'll you'll get into it and you'll make two or three and then you'll realize all of the things that possibly could do for you and I think after the first time our IT guy showed it to me, I literally came back the next morning with a full page of things I wanted it to do for me. And he was like, you need to calm down. They're not there yet. So I was like, no, no, like I'm ready to do this. Let's make this happen. Yeah, that's it, it's like Pandora's box. Once you start with any automation platform, you pretty soon are like, all right, we need to automate all the things. Yeah, totally. But honestly, like this adds so much value for us. I, I cannot wait. And it's, it's been worth the wait to get this up and going because now that it's live and ready to go, it really is kind of, it's a game changer for my role at least. Um, and running operations, it's really helped me save a ton of time and a ton of money and a ton of brain power too, right? Like some of these small things you just don't want to waste your brain on. Right. Yeah. You just want to, um, you want to reduce the total number of decisions you have to make, get, and then also avoid that that context switching cost to tasks, which is a big pain. Um, yeah, definitely it gives us the opportunity to think more about growth and what we want to do in the future versus making sure we've got everything right right now. I remember uh, Barack Obama in an interview famously famously saying to avoid unnecessary decisions, he had like uh, he had something like eight versions of the same suit, and he just put it on every day because it was one less thing to think about. Yeah, so absolutely. This this that, follows that pattern. Absolutely. Did you have all right, last question. Did you have um 
Do you have a, a methodology for coming up with or deciding on workflows, or is it just once you've once you've played with it, um, and you recognize you start recognizing tasks that you know you can automate? Sure. So the way I kind of run my team is we'll sit and talk. Uh, you know, we have a lot of brainstorming sessions together. We discuss kind of our pain points a lot, um, and because. My team kind of sits in the middle of shine to see where marketing and merchandising and warehousing all have direct connections to the things that we do. And we kind of run in between all three of those departments frequently. Um, we often solicit their feedback. What's the most painful for you? What's taking you too long? What don't you want to be messing with? And we'll prioritize those and just go through and try to fix them or improve them as best we can. Um, you know, in order of importance or in order of pain, uh, so to speak, and then just keep revisiting that list. And once we cross something off, someone will have two more things that they're, you know, that aren't working right now. So it's really, um, it's a great tool for us because we can continue to go back in and improve stuff, change things around as the business changes, um, as our kind of strategy with the business changes. And, um, you know, we were really looking forward to helping the rest of our team have an easier go at the day to day as well. Michelle, we're coming to the end of our time together. Do you have any closing thoughts? And one thing you wish every Shopify store would do or a piece of infor- misinformation you'd like to correct? I would say probably the best thing as a Shopify store owner or store manager that you can do is, you know, just read and research, listen to podcasts like this. I have probably half a dozen Shopify related podcasts that roll through my phone on the weekly basis. Um, the Shopify blog is a fantastic place for information. And there's just so much available to you and so many ways that you can customize this and make it your own just to make your life so much easier. It's totally worth it. And we've got great support on the Shopify's end. Um, they're always super responsive and super great and help. And, and we always feel like they're invested in what we're doing as well versus just kind of, you know, like an automated, yeah, we'll help you do this. Um, our accountant um, rep knows us pretty well. We call we call her frequently, talk to her all the time. And, um, you know, she really gets what we're after in terms of just our brand. And that makes a big difference to us. You know, we're a really small company. We don't have a ton of money or time to invest in something that isn't going to flush out for us in the end. And Shopify has really proven itself, you know, time and time again with these improvements, that this is a platform we're going to stay on for quite some time. I couldn't agree more. That's a fantastic, fantastic uh, place to close. Those are good, good thoughts. Uh, Michelle, thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Kurt. And that, I think that's it for us today at the unofficial Shopify podcast. But if you want to try out Flow, you need to be on Shopify Plus. If you want to learn about Shopify Plus, please do. I set up a page about it with some of my favorite features, ethercycle.com slash plus. I'll link to that in the show notes. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. So please join our Facebook group, the unofficial Shopify Podcast Insiders, and talk to us. Or sign up for my newsletter, kurtelster.com. Shoot me an email. You send me a thoughtful email, I'll send you a thoughtful reply. Either way, you'll be notified whenever a new episode goes live. And of course, if you'd like to work with us on your next project, you can apply at ethercycle.com. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.